Everybody, thanks for reporting back to the hideout. Welcome to episode four. I am your host, Tyler Soflo, and I'm probably going to keep on being barefoot for the rest of these episodes. To my left, I have Julian Halil, aka the boy that can basically double twist anything. This is the place to come to for a new way to follow the movement. Here, we will be talking about everything and anything in the parkour and freewinding world from content reactions to updates, interviews, reviews, advice, and more. But we do it our way, so keep tuning in to see what that means. Today's task, we will be introducing Julian and talking about Wim Hof and how his method can potentially apply to parkour or what it can do to it. So, Julian, how about you go ahead and just give us a little introduction as to who you are, how old you are, and how long you've been training parkour and free running. So, what's going on, Deuterinos? Uh <laughs> My name is Julian Halil. I am 23 years old. I've been training parkour for roughly eight years um and i also do a million other things i'm an artist i'm a singer i'm a drummer i like to uh play didgeridoo and yeah you, to toga you, parties and you are an artist uh, one of our teespring hoodies has um a drawing on the back the like infinite staircase he actually drew that and we scanned it um did you say your age i'm 23 <laughs> and how long have you been training uh, I said that. You did? I said God, you dude, paying attention I am such a sh- I'm such a what, shit host. What's your problem? Come on. I'm sorry. I was looking at your <laughs> I was looking at the volume of your audio. To be honest with you, <laughs> can you say it one can more? Can you time? believe this asshole? Yeah, no, nobody can really. <laughs> can you? Can, I'm can, 23 years old. Okay, there we go. So you got it that time. Um, big brain. Before we get into your introduction and how you got into soulful movement, can you give us just a quick briefing of your origin story and as to how you got involved into parkour and how you started? and why you wanted to keep doing it. Ah, yeah. So, uh, one day, I was pretty much just like chilling on my computer, you know, playing a old school video game called RuneScape. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, B-Rod, Brad Rodriguez, another member, still plays a game to this day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, continue. And uh, I was looking at my life, and I was like, wow, I don't have any friends. <laughs> I was like... I'm I'm kind of a loser. Okay, right. <laughs> so I was like, damn, like back when I was a kid, I was like in gymnastics and stuff, and I was terrified of going over my head. Like I never learned to flip or anything like that. So right. I was like, dude, I'm gonna break that fear. If I can break that fear, I feel like I can accomplish shit in life. You so you were actually terrified to go just tucking your head under or going backwards. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was completely terrified of flips. Literally the basis no of flips, and you were terrified of it. Okay. Yeah. Um, That's crazy to think now that based off what you can do now. Yeah. Like, continue. <laughs> uh, so one day I was just like, all right, I'm going to look up a YouTube tutorial on how to front flip. Because that was like the closest I got to in gymnastics. Right. Uh, so I was like, all right, let's do this. And I went, like, watched the tutorial a couple times. Now that I look back, it was a completely god awful tutorial. The guy <laughs> had no clue what he was doing, but he was kind of landing it. So I was like, yeah, right. yeah cool. that's, that's what I need. Parkour. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and so I just went out into a field with my brother, like, with 911 ready to call. Hold up. <laughs> Wait, I've got to pause you right there for a second. So you were in gymnastics and you were scared to go over your head and you decided that if I can commit to doing a flip, I'm going to be better in life. So you looked up the tutorial and your first location to train a front flip was an open field of grass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even go like, I'm going to go back to the gymnastics facility. No. Holy shit. <laughs> all right, got it. Keep going. I like hardly even remembered those existed because like all, all of mine closed down when I was a kid. That's why I stopped initially. Okay, got it. But, um, yeah, I went into a grassy field, and I was like, all right, let's, let's do this. So I threw front flips, you know, back. Landed on your back. Like, back. Right. <laughs> repeatedly, like, over and over and over again. And I was like, okay, that time I didn't do this right, so I'm going to, like, adjust that a little bit. And I was like, right. And then finally, after, like, a bazillion tries, I landed on my feet, sort of. And, like, you know, an instant, like, knee explosion. But, 
Oh, like but, heels and ass landing type thing? No, like I did land on my feet, but it was like super low and I was like, right. all the impact was on my knees and stuff. Right. Uh, so I was like, yeah, that was cool. I did a front flip. So <laughs> yeah. I just like trained it. And after like three days of doing that, I finally got them consistent. And then my, I also had a fear of heights. <laughs> <laughs> dude you had a fear of every like the two things that parkour yeah, well not two yeah. things but two, two things that are in parkour and fear running you were scared of yeah okay. so i like i <laughs> my brother like convinced me to climb a building with him one day because he was like vaguely interested in parkour right and he had me like climb off this building and we jumped off this one smaller part that you like couldn't climb back up and then we got to this next section which was literally about a two and a half story drop and he was like, hey, there's no other way down from here. We have to right. jump. Otherwise, like, we'd have to call 911 and get, like, helicopter lifted off. So I was like, excuse me? Oh, my God. <laughs> and I'm sitting there, like, you know, palms sweaty, like, knees, knees weak, weak, arms, arms are heavy. Spaghetti. Arms spaghetti. Yeah. Got it. Got it. <laughs> Continue. Uh, so I was sitting there, and I was, like, terrified. And my brother did it. He was like, here. So just, like, slide down the wall and, like, push it off last second and roll. So I was like... Okay. Right. And uh, he oh went and God. did it, and he, he was like limping a little bit, but I was like, he survived. I can do it too. What a great and influence. He, yeah. <laughs> he's, a, he's a great brother. I love him. <laughs> Proceed. Alex Leo, people. Um, <laughs> shout out. Uh, so, anyways, I was like, you know what? I don't want to get like arrested. So right. I hung off this building essentially. I just like oh slid down God. the side, jumped off the edge, and just like slammed. Into the I didn't roll at all. I was just like, boom. yeah, you just like, took the straight impact. impact, straight adrenaline and rushing you. Yeah, <laughs> and I survived. And right. I was like, holy shit! Like I didn't know what to think, but like my legs hurt like a little bit, and you know, it's a big ass drop. Right. Um, and then I went home, and like I couldn't stop thinking about it. I was like, dude, like the adrenaline was crazy. That was nuts. I learned how to front flip, and I did went up a wall and down it. Yeah. Okay. And like I was like, I actually survived. Like. I broke my fear of flips and my fear of height. You must have felt unstoppable. I was, I, yeah, well, I mean, look at me now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fucking almost but standing I, I felt so holes. powerful. And that's, that's what happened, essentially. My mom found out about it, and she was like, all right, you ain't, like, like a really good mom. She wasn't just like, all right, you're never doing that again. She was like, you're not going to do that unsafely again. Right, or unsupervised. Yeah, so she took me to Nova Gymnastics. Nova Gymnastics, yeah. which I explained. And she was like, hey, this guy's Zeno Gonzalez is a, a parkour instructor. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> and, and they taught me, like, one session. We paid for one session. Then I just went to open gyms, and they, like, taught me stuff. And then, like, f from there, I just kept improving really fast, watching tutorials and throwing shit in my backyard. And, and your primary training ground to keep going in parkour and training was Nova Gymnastics at the time. Yeah. After having had that rooftop experience and teaching yourself a front flip in the grass. <laughs> and that's how you got into parkour and that's running. how i got into parkour ladies and gentlemen wow that's oh yeah that or, that story is vastly different than mine and tony's <laughs> yeah. tony's is wait tony you're involved in tony's origin story you you yeah. and deandre took him to a rooftop yeah. I, I taught him his first wall run <laughs> right that's what he said in his origin story oh wow that's crazy our our stories are very very different that's really cool and so <clears throat> before i get into the soulful movement um and your involvement with us what was the thing about parkour and free running when you actually started to consistently train at Nova that kept you going, that kept you wanting to keep doing it? Um, you know, a lot of it was like the adrenaline rush and then like the success of like landing new things and like that you're teaching yourself. Yeah. Every time I would learn a new move or flip or something like that, it felt cooler. Also, again, going back to the whole video game thing. Right. I was like super into Assassin's Creed. Dude, that's actually now we have a similarity yeah, of our yeah. stories. Mine has Assassin's Creed in it. Yeah, I was super into Assassin's Creed. I was like, oh, I want to be like an assassin. You want, I want to be like Ezio. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so that kind of kept me going because I thought it was like really badass or it was like a ninja or something like that. And so uh, is it like mine where part of my want to train was because I saw the game or did you know about the game prior to parkour? Um, I think... I'm really not sure. I never that timeline's kind of mixed up. It's been a while. It's been a while. <laughs> I been remember. A long time. I remember not knowing anything about the game until I searched up parkour. And when I found that this game had parkour, I was like, "Gotta get it." Yeah, I'm not sure. I think my cousin introduced me to the game before you started point. parkour. Yeah, I think so. And then you made a correlation. You're like, "Oh, I want to play like, it more and be like interested." Got it. Yeah. So the adrenaline, the the achievement, and the feeling of success after having taught yourself a flip and all those things are. <laughs> Primarily the things that keep you kept you going in parkour and fury when you were training after say a year being involved with it and whatnot. Is that, those are the main things? Yeah. Is there anything that's changed about it since then? Like what keeps me going now? What keeps you going now, right, exactly? Um well 
I mean, it's evolved into a passion, you know, it's, right. it's kind of like, I can't imagine life without it at yep. this point. Like it's, it's one of my loves. You know? <laughs> it's one of it's your, something I love. Talk intimate to the mic, man. Parkour is beautiful. <laughs> um, so part of, it's also part of like the achievement. The, the thing that I really like about parkour and free running is the challenges like there's that little bit of excitement every time you try a new challenge or you jump or something like that mm -hmm. i got into tricking for a little bit but that didn't really stick as well with me because tricking you only get an achievement when you learn like a new move or like a new combo or something like that right but with free running you get achievements every time you land a new jump every time you stick something you and know? they're all very very different they're all very very different there's so many more opportunities and you can do it literally anywhere right so like i could I mean, like, if I wanted to, I could just go trick on concrete, but, right. you know, I can <clears throat> still do parkour around it, too. So here's, versatile. here's where I, was, I wanted you to touch on as well. Um, when you graduated high school and you got accepted to Florida Gulf Coast University, which is in Fort Myers, Florida, um, Represent. and you, got, <laughs> you went to FGCU, how did your training change and your mentality in parkour and how you viewed your journey to to get better as an athlete how did that change what happened so when i moved to fort myers unfortunately there are very minimal training spots there zero yeah <laughs> uh i literally like one day found some like abandoned quarry mine and just mm -hmm. walked out there with my friends and they were like i, I know you hate it <laughs> oh is this the uh the canyon the canyon yeah i don't hate it i just really didn't like that day no. And that made a bad impression on that on that spot. But that's a different story. But anyway, yeah, yeah you. But this, the campus like has very place, minimal spots. Yeah, and you found this place. Yeah, the campus had like no spots at all. There's like some really small spots that you could train like there's, a couple times. There's a couple of things to do, but primarily like you would look at it and be like, I would train here once and that's it. So he had that. Much, to, yeah. He had that. He went from training at Nova for Gymnastics. five years. Had right, nothing. He 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 trained. He was training at Nova Gymnastics. We just heard his origin story. Training at a parkour and gymnastics facility, and had spots outside. And he went from that to a campus in basically the Everglades, with very minimal spots, and then this canyon place. How did that affect your training? Um, a lot. <laughs> I my parkour, my like actual strict parkour skills plummeted, um, because I was like never training them, and I, I like went to this canyon place, which is kind of looks like a canyon it's just kind of like water trails drug out there were and stuff you could do like nature parkour in yeah that you, you just like do like basic jumps and like gaps and stuff but that didn't really like help my technique or anything like that that was just kind of something fun to do and how did that make you feel though in terms of parkour before we get into flips you said that your parkour skills plummeted how did that make you feel when you knew that that was oh, like it's terrible <laughs> yeah, you didn't like that did you yeah yeah no not at all damn man yeah it, it was like really depressing like my whole like solace in life was like coming to visit you guys so we could train together that's right i yeah. remember he would he would drive an hour and a half it's two hours it was there and back it's like an hour and a half from fort myers to south florida right it was two hours he yeah. would drive two hours to attend as many social movement events or training sessions as he could before he had to drive back potentially the next day or the same day <laughs> to go back to school hey oh, yeah. hey that's called commitment ah so Here's the thing, though. On the flip side of this story, how did your flips get? So, the one really cool thing about Fort Myers is the tricking team there is awesome. There's a bunch of guys called Muggle Slayers. They're incredible. They're, they're all badasses. Like, right. some of them can do, like, triple corks, just, like, on flat. Which and, like, is nuts. They're doing all sorts of crazy-ass combos Crazy trickers. Yeah, man. They're, they're all incredible guys, like... Frank Vasquez, Justice, Jason, yeah. Isaiah Gonzalez. These are all the um, Muggle Slayer members. But how did that influence your training then when you were going to school for five years? At yeah, TCU? so I started training with those guys, and my flips, like, definitely got a lot better. Yup. Yeah. <laughs> my my twists, like, excelled like crazy. Um, and I got swing throughs for, like, certain flips and, like, like cork swings. Stop sounding so modest. Listen, this motherfucker's training running gainer dub full. Yeah. Okay, so let's just put it that way. Yes, he said his parkour plummeted for a while while he was going to school there, but his flips got fucking unreal. Okay, that is awesome, dude, and you got to be proud of that shit. But because of the environment you were in, you had very minimal parkour spots, mm -hmm. but you had amazing guys who did flips at their best, and you had a cheerleading facility or a gymnastics facility, and you had Defy. It's like a cheerleading. 
facility. Cheerleading facility. Yeah. You had those areas. You made the most of it and decided, okay, this is where I'm going to level up yeah. for now. And that's exactly what you did. And now you uh, you have already graduated. When did you graduate? Oh. Last year, right? Yeah. Last year. I'm trying to think like, like May 2019. So spring of, spring of last year in 2019. Yeah. And you graduated with a what? I got an environmental studies degree environmental <laughs> with a bio minor. With a bio minor. I remember he came into my room one time while I was living with my parents still in South Florida, and he had drawn a costume for a project. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was the most environmental shit I've ever seen. I was like, this is Captain Planet. What did you What did you draw? It was like a bamboo samurai-looking uh, armor thing? Yeah. Is that what it was? So I took a environmental art class as one of my, like, sort of environmental electives. Right. And I created an entire samurai outfit just out of plant parts that I found in a nature trail. <laughs> That's pretty sick, though. It like that's cool. it is cool. It, that's, I threw it away, but it was cool. <laughs> yeah, it was cool for the time. It's a waste what, of space. What grade yeah. did you get? <laughs> oh, I got an A. Yeah. Fucking good. That's the shit right there. Oh yeah, it took me like a month to make. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's terrible. So, yeah, well, but you got the A, yeah. uh, and you got your degree, and so you graduated last year in spring, uh, which is spring of 2019, and then you made the decision to move in with Tony and I mm. to Tampa, Florida. Worst decision of my life. <laughs> And, uh, but before that you went to Spain with us, which was your first experience in a very heavily high leveled community of parkour, mm -hmm. which is the very thing you said plummeted when you were going to school for five years. Yeah. When you went to Spain with us for the first time ever, and you experienced that, what was going through your head when training with these guys and us? That, well, that was like the coolest shit ever. <laughs> yeah. Those spots there are so awesome. The spots like, there are I, nuts. There, I would love to go back. A Coruña, um, Spain. Eh? Que se está escuchando, vale? Keep going. <laughs> sí, señor. <laughs> sí, señor. <laughs> um, but yeah, those spots were incredible. And you guys like pushed me past my limits like crazy. Like you guys, like something about training with you guys and all those people there made my parkour like excel like crazy. Like, like I've been so much better since then. I 100% agree with that. Yeah. Like, I don't know what happened. <laughs> I'll tell you what happened. You trained with us fully and not having to drive back to FGCU. What you did was you were not only with us for a longer period of time than you've ever been, but on top of that, you were in an environment that I've been around for years that are people that take parkour to another level and they do it in the most chillest mindset. They don't mm -hmm. pressure themselves. They don't do anything crazy. But then when you see what they do, it's such control and power. And you, once again, were like, Oh, if I can do this, I'm going to get even better. Just kind of like yeah. your origin story with your front flip. You're like, okay, if I can finally commit to tuck my head underneath myself or backwards, I will have leveled up and defeated my fear. I can rule fear. the world. I can rule the world. Yeah. So that's exactly what happened. And then when we came back here and then you lived with us, which is something you've never done. Like, once again, you said that Terrible. a big thing that you did, <laughs> a big thing that you did while at GCU was to drive to South Florida, which was almost two hours to mm -hmm. train with us. Now that you live with us, you can train with us whenever you want. And that helped significantly. So now yeah. you have this healthy balance of good parkour technique and crazy flips, which is, in my opinion, like very well on the way to well-roundedness. I think the only thing, the only component left is bars. Yeah. For anybody that's looking to be like a well-rounded athlete. No bars around here. Yeah, we have to go to a gym for that shit. <laughs> yeah, but, and all the gyms are closed because Corona. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of a recap from like how your progression has um, manifested and how you got into parkour and free running and your skill levels and what had to change and go up and down due to your living situations. So now let's get into... How the fuck you got into SoFlo movement? Because listen, nobody knows. And by nobody, I mean nobody in SoFlo knows how the hell this fucker got into the team. So I'm not even going to try my best to explain it. I want you to use your own experiences and your timelines to tell me <laughs> how you got into our team, <laughs> into your team now. So I planted a seed, uh, you know, uh, there's like, there's like this uh, mechanical bug that I like placed on Tony's back <laughs> and it like, it like put little tentacles into his brainstem. Oh, shit. Okay. And right. I was like, yo. This is real. Yeah, this is real. Okay. And yeah. I had like an app on my phone. And I was right. like, yo. What was the app called? Julian should be in SoFlo movement. And and then the bug. And the bug like like sent those signals into his brain. And Tony was like, hey, guys. <laughs> Julian should be in SoFlo movement. It'd be fun. 
No, honestly, I really have no clue how I Nobody started. has a fucking clue. Even you don't have a clue. No, yeah, I, I just kind of like started hanging out with you guys and traded and yeah. shit. And I was like, hey, guys, I'm just part of SoulFlow now. <laughs> We're going to go on adventures Dude, and do videos. Let's recap real quick. Everybody in SoulFlow movement, which once again is myself, Tony Roth, Brandon Rodriguez, Julio Rodriguez, Julian Julio, and then Monkey or Hugo. He's gonna. He's good. Monkey doesn't like that. Uh oh. <laughs> um, who lives in Spain? All of us had fly over here just to deck you in the face. Now. Yeah, which is fine. I'm cool <laughs> as long as he's here. All of us had a type of story that either initiated SoFlow or got into the team. An initiation. Julio, I remember specifically. Um, Tony and I talked to him outside of Intensity, which is that gym that also had the parkour setup that Brad Short designed in Coral Springs, Florida. And we had a, after Open Gym was over. We had a conversation in front of his car and we, we did the whole thing. Uh, if whenever Julio's on the podcast, I'll explain that story. But basically that's Julio's side. Then Monkey is in our Spain 2019 video on our IGTV where we literally sat him down at a park and all circled around and talked to him. And it was like he was like ready to enter the team. That was like a moment. Tony, Brandon, myself started the team. Julian just showed up. He just showed up. We were like, okay, I guess this is how this is going to work now. Yeah. <laughs> because what would happen was is that we would do events and Julian being committed and invested as best as he could while living two hours away was like, okay, what's up next? He would talk to Tony. And then whenever he could find time to come in, he would drive over and go to an event that we hosted or a training session or or an op even an open gym. I remember while I was working at Weston Parkour, you just showed up at open gym. And over time, as Julian just kept doing that, it, he... He just eventually had a SoFlo shirt slapped on him somehow, and then he was just in SoFlo videos, and then that was it. Like, it just happened that way. Out. I was just kind of like, hey, guys, I'm part of SoFlo now. You can't stop me. <laughs> and that was pretty much how it stopped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's pretty much it. That's how it happened. <laughs> he doesn't like when I get really close to him, <laughs> but I you, do it because he doesn't like yeah. <laughs> You do it on purpose to make me uncomfortable. For those of you that are listening on Apple or Spotify or Google, if you tune into the YouTube, you'll see exactly what just happened. He basically just utilized my microphone right next to my face. <laughs> um, so that's kind of a weird, a kiss. quick, oh boy. <laughs> uh, that was kind of a weird, uh, brief, like his, not history, sorry, story on how Julian just got into the team. Like we don't even, we still don't, as you heard, to the and forever we're not gonna know until it doesn't someone really matter it doesn't entirely matter but it's like nice to know like there's a <laughs> don't fuck with me <laughs> you're, you're fucking up my flow no it's okay but <laughs> didn't mean to throw off the emperor's groove oh <laughs> <laughs> um, what are you saying i was i was just saying how like it's kind of funny how everyone has one but you but you don't you know what i mean and i feel like that's the best fitting yeah. thing for you you know what i mean you guys someday just need to throw an initiation for me i think we just need to probably make just like haze the shit out of me hey just like beat the crap out of me he got you man Ball for it yeah yeah with yeah with everything we got yeah here's the thing though <laughs> i remember before we moved here and while you were still living in fort myers for school every time you'd come over the first thing i'd say to tony is this is what i, I look at tony and be like julian's a responsibility like <laughs> <laughs> like the reason why julian's like doing videos with us and hang out with us is, is because of you yeah you you I'm are just wandering off in the distance julian like, is yeah, your responsibility yeah, yeah pretty yeah. much and just do dumb shit and i was like yo tony man julian's your responsibility because yeah. i don't give a fuck and then now he lives with us and now he's a huge part in the team and in our video production so that's kind of a funny story on that um real quick before uh, i touch on this last bullet point of yourself i just want to know exactly why the fuck you're so good at twisting like you are definitely the twist boy of the team I'm talking standing dub fulls on air tracks, swing dub corks, not swing dub corks, sorry, just regular dub corks, so I don't even know how to talk or use my freaking vernacular, off of like working on those very low heights, <laughs> um, running gainer dub fulls, like what's up with the twisting, man? What, what, what in your head is just like, this makes sense and I'm good at it? I was just like, I gotta go fast. <laughs> you gotta say uh, like... Booty blasts, keep them buns tight. Those abductors, pew! You like tighten your legs super, super tight. You squeeze those together really, really hard. That helps you get nice and tight and spin around. Yeah. Um, also, literally, when I was learning twists, uh, I couldn't wrap my head around it at first. So I sat and meditated on it for like hours. Okay, hold on. I'm going to stop <laughs> you right there. So 
once again, all the moves that I described earlier are things that he can do or is currently training. And you're telling me that it was hard for you to understand it. So you sat down for hours and meditated upon the idea of twisting. twisting yeah. And then you, what? Then it just worked. <laughs> but ah, I, I literally, shit. I used like envisioning. Like I, I used like myself twisting in my brain. I like had like a slow-mo on loop, on repeat, like playing constantly. In your head. No, no, like on a on a screen. Oh, okay. Um, so I was like watching the technique and stuff, then kind of like I would meditate on it and like figure out how I could do that myself. Yeah. And I'd literally take like a shampoo bottle and just like flip it like that, <laughs> like over and oh, over and over again. Or, or a TV remote. <laughs> yeah, or a TV remote. So you were basically utilizing any little thing. You obsessed over it. Number one. Yeah. And number two, <laughs> you obsessed over twisting. Why did you obsess over twisting? Why did you want it so bad? I just thought it looked dope. You thought it looked, <laughs> I don't know. So it, I was like, backflips are cool and all. But if you throw a 360 in that bad right. boy. So twisting spicy. just became an obsession yeah. for you. And you utilized anything you could, whether it was videos, your own visualization in your head, or objects to even visualize it more until you were like, now I get it. Like a light bulb, ding. And then you went outside or in the gym and started training the shit out of them. Yep. And then now you, wow. And I think I threw my first full off like a little wooden structure that I had built in my backyard and just like threw it onto the grass. And landed it. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> All right, so are you, okay. If you want to move really bad, <laughs> meditate on it. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's what he's saying. <laughs> I'm going to try that. Yeah, sure. I want Kong um, Gainer. I'm going to get it. You got it. You got <laughs> it. Uh, so that and um, when I went to double twisting, yeah, I learned that for each level of twisting, there's a completely different technique, which is really weird. Like, you, you would think it's the same technique for spins. Right. But no, you full is a completely different technique from double full. So, like, what you do with your arms yeah. is, like, very different. And you had to, I had to get used to that and get used to that, like, instead of uh, doing a full where you, like, wrap to your hip, for a double full, you more wrap to your armpit. Right. Um, and use, like, your core more, you tighten your core, like, keep, like, a hollow body position. Um I'm gonna, stop, just, I'm gonna stop right there real quick as a reminder guys we have a tutorial series on our main youtube channel called cooking up tasty flips with julian and he's your host and he can teach you how to twist mm -hmm. anyway proceed yeah D double waffles maybe next we'll see oh <laughs> you can do those i forgot to mention that <laughs> but uh yeah and then like, i guess over training it a bunch and again obsessing over it i just kind of like got a really good technique behind i, I don't really know exactly mm -hmm. how it happened it's kind of like the whole one punch man thing where it's, he just like trained and then his hair fell out and, and he's then just you got it. it. Yeah. Yeah. What <laughs> fell out for you? Um, it's, it's private. <laughs> <laughs> and then he got good at it. And now Julian's stupid good at twisting. So like he said, he can do wall dub fulls. He can do standing dub fulls on an air track. He can do round off dub fulls like there's nobody's fucking business. He can do dub corks off a of very low height. Practi he can. He's probably doing it on training for flat now, right? I'm I'm pretty sure I could do you it if I got to a gym. Yeah, yeah, I think so as well. And he's training running gainer dub full. So if you don't fucking believe me, go on Soulful Movement's Instagram and watch it because it's there. Last thing I wanted to talk about you before we get into our segment break. Why the fuck don't you wear any parkour brands? <laughs> <laughs> okay, look, he has parkour brands, but it's ours. And it's like our like own versions that we don't like we haven't sold. And that's like a very, that's like a 2016 design. Like, Here's the thing what I love about Julian is that there's people out there, and, and I'm included in this, by the way, that um, obsess over like getting the parkour brands just to like have them. Or even for my own weird reasons, I think that if I buy a parkour brand or a shirt and wear it, I'm instantly going to become a better athlete. That's its own discussion and like explanation, but that's not how that works. But I would like, I, I have a bunch of GUP stuff. I have a bunch of, I had store stuff. I have Etrefort. Uh, I have all these things. And I'm like, Balls deep into the parkour brands and stuff. Ever since I was starting it, I even had Farang stuff. I have the old Team Farang red and black snapback hat signed by Jason Paul and Pasha. It's in my room. I'm, I haven't worn it, but I was like into the merch and stuff, but it did not make me a better athlete. However, on the flip side, you have someone that just wears a regular white V-neck and some gym shorts and can do all the things I just told you. That's fucking awesome. And that should show that just because you're wearing a brand doesn't make you any better. However, if you're wearing a brand, you are supporting them just don't do what I do and think that if you keep buying them, you're going to be a better athlete. You have to put in the work. And that's what this motherfucker does. So once again, why don't you wear any parkour brands, bro? So 
There are a couple reasons. Yeah, I want to know. Yeah. All right. I actually genuinely don't know these reasons, so you're going to hear it the first time I am, so go ahead and hit me with it. So the first reason is uh, I am all about the whole ideal of parkour where you can literally just train at any point in time. And I don't always feel the need to have like some special clothes on or anything like that. You know, like I like being able to do it in just any clothes. I don't own normal jeans. I only wear like flex jeans and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. I could just like randomly just bust out a flip or like, Oh, I see a Kong Pri or something like that. I can mm -hmm. just go and do it. Um, so I kind of just put on clothes. <laughs> you <laughs> like just, I, I swear to God, when we've got on train, it looks like you just looked at your hamper and you're like, those two items, and then you slapped them on and that's then trained. pretty much it, yes. And it, and you, and it I'm like, those will cover my naked parts. Yeah, and that'll do good. <laughs> yeah, the, the only reason I wear clothes is because, you know, society tells me to. So if you could train naked, you would? All the time. Oh. I'd probably have, like, underwear on so it's not, like, flopping around, you know? But, yeah, yeah, of course. You know, t TMI, sorry for the viewers. That, uh, but, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, but, do you, yeah, so any normal clothes and training, and for you, it's like, okay, I'd rather just know that I can train parkour in any type of clothes. That's yeah. reason number one. So I like that concept of okay. just being able to train at any point in time. And I feel like once we get, like, solid parkour shoes... Then, because that's like what we actually need for training, well, relatively need. Yeah. Um, I feel like then, like I would be wearing those all the time, um, and I think that would also help the parkour as a sport as well a lot. But, um, my other reasoning for not really wearing training clothes is, well, <laughs> well, partially because I'm lazy and I don't always. Like, I don't like to rewash the same clothes over and over again. I just kind of, like, exhaust my whole laundry, and then I wash my clothes. Right. But also, I really support – I really enjoy the supporting of other teams, stuff like that. So, like, I'll, I'll purchase, like, the documentaries and stuff like that. But I come from a really broke family. <laughs> okay. So, so I'm used to living, like, really cheaply. Like, in college, I lived off, like, ramen noodles and, like, okay. our sponsor bars. <laughs> like. Well, because we're sponsored by Bang Energy. And so what he would eat, what he told me, was the zero-impact protein bars by VPX, VPX Sports. I literally survived off of their protein bars. Protein rolls and protein shake, like the protein powder and the protein rush shakes. Yeah. The pre-made shakes. Yeah, and the clothes. And then he also, <laughs> when we moved in here last year, August, he showed me how he lived off of the Dollar Tree. I mean, this guy knows. I opened this man's eyes. He opened, yeah. he opened my eyes to the Dollar Tree. I mean, everything that he was surviving <laughs> off of was through the Dollar Tree and our sponsor, which is crazy. So that plays a part in not being able to purchase parkour clothes by parkour brands. Yeah. So... At this point in time in my life, I am more able to purchase parkour clothes, but because I lived for so long without, like, spending money on, like, random things like that, my brain just, like, doesn't think there. It doesn't think, like, oh, yeah, let's go support these brands and stuff like that. It thinks, like, save money, save money, save money. Right. Because it's just, like, trained in my brain for so long. Right. So I'm just kind of, like... <laughs> I just never think to buy parkour clothes. And then you guys mention it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I should probably do that. That's, and yeah. then, like, an hour passes, and I was like, what was I thinking about? <laughs> yeah, and then you forget that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I will say, though, that last year when we went to Spain, uh, because we visited the GUP office, the Galician Urban Project office that they have in Coruña, uh, they have shelves and shelves and shelves of clothes because those motherfuckers sell. Mm -hmm. uh, you did buy a pair yeah, of shorts. Yeah. Those I, shorts are tight. Those, those are awesome. Those shorts are dope. Those, but that's your only... Technic like technically like parkour brand made besides sofa movement merchandise but yeah but but other than us yes yeah. and so at least you got that <clears throat> but mainly what i've seen you train in is just whatever the fuck you have <laughs> and whatever's are, comfy really and, and those are the reasons why yeah yeah so after having watched uh soul destroyer which go to episode three to listen to our review about it uh you're gonna purchase Oh yeah, a shirt from them, right? Dude, that shirt's so sick. Yeah, yeah, I got it. Whatever, I got you, it last night. You got it, really? Yeah. Wait, I thought they were all sold out. Not the one that we saw, the black one, the Reaper shirt. That's like the Reaper. No way. Yeah, yeah, the black one. That one had uh, my size. I ain't gotta go make my. <clears> the other one's purchase. fucking sold out. Listen, to episode three to talk about that shit. But yeah, yeah so <laughs> you're gonna get that at least, right? So you're gonna have that to represent. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I'll get that. Over time, that do you think you dope. might get more other parkour brand stuff? 
Got yeah, I think Storm. I'll start doing it. Just mainly just so I can like help support the other brands. Right. Yeah. Because you know, mm-hmm. if if we want people to support us in the future, you know, you gotta you gotta support yeah. them as well, which is to me fun because their designs are dope, and seeing other people's designs is inspirational for our own and whatnot. And it's just like a back and forth thing. So that's cool. Yeah. The fuck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I think you just. All right. So. So what? <laughs> trying to fucking interrupt me? No, I was trying to jinx you on me a soda. I have a bang here. Do you want that? No, because caffeine, <laughs> caffeine fucks you up, right? Yeah. Dude, um, ca- dude, this motherfucker had half of a red line and then stayed up all night. And he drank it like at the noon. At like 2. At 2 at, p.m. At like 2 p.m., I had half a red line and it kept me up until 6 a.m. Can you I say caffeine sleep. sensitivity? Oh, yeah. Caffeine sensitivity. It's intense. All right. So let's go ahead and break into our headquarters stories here or HQ updates, as we've said before, where we just talk about what's going on in our house. The first thing is I want you to tell the people how the fuck you kicked a hole in our wall. And I'll put a picture here. <laughs> just explain that real quickly. Just as best, as quick as you can. Somewhere over there. Yeah. Um. So... We were recording for my tutorial series. You should go check that out on <laughs> Self Movement on YouTube. Cooking up Tasty Flips with Julian. Mm-hmm. Proceed. Very uh, sexy video. Yes. <laughs> and we had this, we filmed a bunch of different like crazy scenes for the beginning and we're going to use them progressively throughout the series. Right. And we were filming this one scene of me sliding down the staircase on like a little bang floaty raft (laughs) yep so like we had done it a bunch of times and then like the one time we were recording i i guess i got like extra speed like like sonic speed and i just and And he put a fucking hole like the the wall wall just collapsed dude (laughs) you know what there's a big hole in the wall screw the pic i'll show the picture i'm also gonna show the clip because i have the clip I'll, i'll show the clip here uh, and just have them watch the freaking. Mm-hmm. It's exciting. Just stare <laughs> at the camera until the close. <laughs> yeah, you see how stupid he is. <laughs> pretty stupid. All right. Next thing is, all right. In the last uh, HQ update that I kind of want. You still, you still intimately talking to them? Do you want to say something? Oh, I thought we were still. No, no. You're all beautiful. All right, there we go. Last thing is, I want you to explain to the people your relationship with uh the zombie bob ross chia pet we have here (laughs) explain the relationship you have with him briefly um well i definitely need to take care of him better (laughs) you have to hold hold him here because that camera's getting it okay yeah Um, talking to your mic i need to take care of bob ross better (laughs) i can hold hold him for you he came out of the box completely shattered so we glued him together yep and then hitting the mic and then when we went away on some sort of trip to film for you hold them while you talk oh. okay uh when we went to film for a kind of like a sponsor series for miami parkour for yeah. academy um i had just like planted all the seeds on him and i left them outside in the sun and it killed the seeds because <laughs> apparently florida sun is too fucking hot dude <laughs> yeah yeah uh but uh now he's just kind of like coming back to haunt me haunt me and in yep. my tutorial series he just kind of like threatens my life a lot and like uh you know yep. it's it's a really yep. nice relationship yeah uh, i just kind of like have to keep him at bay i right. like feed him hot chips and like hot cheetos and okay i got you keep him from killing me right in my sleep so a healthy but relationship then it's very healthy okay yeah. cool healthy for him too he, he really likes the nutrition all right well that was our segment break there's a little update on the headquarters uh we're gonna go into our next segment which is about wim hof now if you've never heard of wim hof this guy is a fucking freak of nature he's incredible but he's also extremely inspirational so i'm going to briefly describe what he's done just to get you to understand essentially this guy has created a breathing technique that has allowed him to tap into his autonomic nervous system meaning the system that controls the things that your brain does not require to think about like breathing body temperature heart rate all these things that you don't have to think about to do like you don't have to tell yourself oh make sure you breathe like those are all controlled by your autonomic nervous system and Wim Hof found a way through breathing techniques and cold exposure to tap into it and control it and manipulate it so for example he's climbed up Mount Everest in nothing but a pair of shorts and sandals that's it 
I think he did it twice, and the second time was with people that he trained to prove to science that it's possible, that it's just not him being a freaking nature. What else has he done? He ran a marathon for the first time in his life without having to drink any water. In the middle of the desert. In the middle of the desert with, I think, just shorts and sandals as well, again. I mean, this guy's insane. There's more to it. He's but an actual superhuman. He's an actual <laughs> superhuman. But briefly, that's what he's able to do through his method called the Wim Hof Method. So... Because I've recently found this out, I told Julian about it, and Julian and I have recently been doing the Wim Hof Method. There's an app, okay? It's called it's called the Wim Hof Method, WHM for short. And in the app, check it, it, out. it gives you the basics of how to do the breathing techniques, the basics of how to do the cold shower and then transition into cold baths for the cold exposure. And then there's also commitment exercises, which is the breathing mixed with stretching. And these three pillars of his method allow you to begin your journey into doing what he can do, or at least to some degree. I've been reading a book about it. Uh, his own self-titled book is coming out in October this year, so I can't wait to get that. But essentially, Julian and I tried the breathing techniques where what you're supposed to do is charge up about 30 to 40 breaths that sound like this. And you do that until you start feeling tingling in your fingertips and lightheadedness. And then on the last out breath, you hold it and time how long you can do that. And that's called your retention time. And you do three to four rounds of that. And by the third round, man, you are fucked up. What, what, on your third round for the first time, what happened to you? Uh, you mean like how your, long? Your breathing technique when you first yeah, did it. Yeah. Um, I mean like you, you feel crazy. Like You feel nuts. Like your body feels insane. Yeah. But my third time like doing the breathing technique – I literally exhaled and held my breath for four minutes. Yeah, that's nuts. what <laughs> my longest one was three minutes and 12 seconds. But still, that's insane. That's crazy. One time I was doing it and my fingers did this and I couldn't move them until I was done with the exercises. They were like paralyzed. They literally looked like this and I couldn't do this motion at all. It, for those of you that are listening on the uh, podcast apps, tune into the YouTube, see what I'm doing with my hands because essentially they were like, they looked, they turned into like this claw figure and I couldn't move them because the blood was just fucked. <laughs> Basically your whole entire body becomes alkaline um, and you just feel these tingling sensations and you have lightheadedness. And when I finally finished the third round, where after the retention hold, which is the out breath and holding it, you breathe in again and hold for 15 seconds. As soon as that third time was done, I slowly was able to go like this. And as soon as I got up, I was like, holy shit, I got to do more. And so <laughs> then I bought myself an inflatable two and a half foot freestanding bathtub to do the ice bath exposures to see how much further I can get. And let me tell you, it is something when you are breathing and you're stepping into a super cold bath and you're not as phased as you should be, it is the freakiest feeling. And before that, we did cold showers, Julian and I, because he didn't do the ice bath, but he did the cold showers. It got to the point where all we had to do is breathe a couple times and you would step into the cold shower, but it wouldn't feel like that completely cold. Completely warm. It, yeah. Like it's nuts. And so it, to my, I think to myself, obviously, how can this type of mentality, what he can do and what we can do relate to parkour? How can we manipulate that type of, that type of thinking, that type of processing when we're out training, when we're scared of a jump, when we're feeling anxious and our literal hands are sweating how can we apply his breathing techniques into training to see what that can do to our brain to calm us in the moment or hell even make us commit when we think we can't do you know what i'm trying to say like yeah literally uh one of the times when i was doing it when you do the push-up technique after doing the breathing oh right i've literally done like i completely exhaled all of my air and then proceeded to do 70 push-ups without breathing a single time. Right. So one what of, could that do for our bodies when we're training? Yeah, you know? I, that's what I'm super curious about, man. Like, first of all, let me like, explain how could that, that exercise. That affect our bodies. I want to explain that exercise real quick so people have some content, uh, context to it. Is basically apart from the 30 breaths and holding out the retention time and timing it and doing that three times and doing cold showers and or ice baths. And the stretching, he also has another breathing technique where you do push-ups on your retention hold. So you do a round or two of the 30 of those and you hold on the out, out breath. On the out breath, you don't breathe and you try to do as many push-ups as you can. The most I've gotten recently is 45. He did 70. My first time. <laughs> so that in itself is already nuts. But imagine what kind of 
mind shift, what kind of mindset you can shift into, I meant to say, when you do those breathing exercises and you're in a training environment. You know what I mean? Like say you are looking at a running pre that it just kind of is sketching you out because the takeoff's thin or something like that, right? And then you stop and you're like, oh my God, I'm scared. Hold on. You turn to the side and then you start. You do the Wim Hof breathing. What could potentially happen when you turn around and look at the jump again? You know what I mean? Like yeah. what if you turn back to the jump and you're like, I know exactly what to do or mm -hmm. I'm way more calm now. I can control myself or I feel more calculated. Mm -hmm. So I've actually tested that a little bit. The reason why we're talking about it is because we want to think about testing it. We haven't tested it yet. We've just been doing it in the comfort of our home and just going step by step with what the app gives us. But we haven't really applied it into parkour training. I have a tiny bit. And, but first explain the one river time. one. Explain yeah. the river one. Oh, yeah. So like, uh, I mean, this isn't related to parkour, but... No, but it's, it's applying it to outside life before we get into parkour. Yeah. Um, when I was a kid... I guess I was like 13 or 14 or something like that. I went whitewater rafting with my family and it was like 40 degree water, like 45 degree water or something like that. And after we did the whitewater rafting, I was just like, I kind of want to go in that water. <laughs> and I just like, I just like somehow accidentally did the technique. I was like breathing and shit. Right. And then I went underwater and just kind of like held my breath and was kind of like using like my brain to just make myself feel warm and all right. of a sudden i was completely warm you were like, fine i felt like i had a blanket wrapped around me and then explain the other time with josh when you guys went to that park or whatever <laughs> yeah explain that time so too. uh my friend and i uh, a couple of my friends uh we went hiking and we were going through this like swamp uh the hiking trails were completely flooded so we were just walking through it barefoot in just like a bathing suit and we were in the middle of a thunderstorm so rain was like falling on us like crazy and I guess it was like really cold rain, uh, but everyone around me was all like holding their arms and like shivering, like, holy crap, dude, it's so cold right now. Like right. my body temperature is like so low. And I was just sitting there like doing the breathing technique and I was perfectly fine. That like, is not insane. a problem at all. Yeah. That is so sick, man. Yeah. They like kept taking stops under like trees to try and like warm up and like warm their arms up and stuff. And I was just like... <sighs> Whoa, this is great, guys. I love this. This feels right. awesome. That's insane. <laughs> Dude, the Wim Hof stuff is crazy. They and he was he was under experiment in a university and they injected him with a uh what was oh, it? Oh yeah. What did they inject him with? It was some it was some type of like virus or disease. Some type of like dead bacteria that would immediately cause you to get sick and he breathed it out of his system. He fought off uh, a sickness through this method that we're exactly talking to you about right him now. Him and his students did him it. Him and his, because, well, first he did it and they were like, oh, it's just him. And then he was like, fine, give me a couple of time. Just give me a little bit of time. I'm going to train 12 people, bring them back. And they're going to be able to do exactly what I did. And that's exactly what the fuck happened. He yeah. trained other people and they injected them with the dead bacteria to cause them to get ill. That's something that would get, I think the, when I was reading in the book, it would get you to be sick for like two weeks. And they did his breathing technique, the exact one I just explained to you, and they didn't get sick just like him. That's fucking insane. So what type of mental power is that? And how can it be, what can you do with that with parkour? So I think we need to start, because we've been doing it for long enough, I think we need to start putting ourselves in an environment where we have to apply that yeah. and see what happens. And then do a follow-up episode telling the people the results. Because to be able to do that is insane. And I definitely want to try. It. Yeah, I definitely want to try too because I've only tried it with the cold water stuff because that's the first thing you want to do is just like, oh, I can make my body warm in a cold environment. Let me try. Like this morning, I did an ice bath and it was very cold, but I was able to breathe through it and then I was sitting in there fine. It was like 40 pounds of ice in a two and a half foot little bathtub. I mean, it was freaking cold. And um, I'm like, okay, how can this type of mental power that he has be applied in parkour and what would happen if we do? That's something that I feel like if anybody knows about the Wim Hof method prior to this podcast, but that is in the parkour world, is probably thinking the same thing. And for those of you that don't know Wim Hof, but are in the parkour world, now you know, and you better look this guy up. And in fact, I'm going to pull up a video right now and show you some clips of him doing what I just said. So this is the man, I mean, this was years ago. He does, he, he's, uh, he's older now, but this is him. But I couldn't find it. Look at him. Look at the... I think Dude, that's straight. He's running in ice, barefooted, uh, no shirt. From it and uh, get to places in myself and consciousness and feeling, uh, which I would not have been able. This is him sitting inside of a freezer. 
right now Dude. I'm, I'm focused uh, from within so I feel strong and uh, he's shivering but he's still yeah, talking the power is inside you like an look there's freaking iceman oh my god dude. <laughs> yeah his nickname is the iceman it's so powerful so powerful look at that dude look he's just chilling there like things are frozen in there and he's just sitting there with sandals and shorts meditating in the lotus position this is him going up, I think this is him going mount up, uh, up Mount Everest. Wearing only shorts to a stunning altitude of 22,500 feet. 22,500 feet. He's been on TV shows where they dump ice on him. New world record for Look at that. Endurance. For one hour and An hour and 12 minutes. minutes. He sat wow. motionless in direct contact with ice. That's insane. And he, all he did was just do the breathing technique that he knows and up here, and he's able to manipulate his body temperature to keep it neutral while that cold is around him. But he didn't achieve these abilities overnight. Trying it's to find the swimming, he's swimming. Here we go. A diver That's grabbed his leg and pulled him to safety. Vim's Look ability at that. to hold his breath for prolonged periods saved his life that day. And scientists are discovering his tumo practice may have altered Where's the his one body's with the bacteria? chemistry in completely unexpected ways. Scientists have been running a test on me. I can't really find the one with the bacteria, but you can look it up, guys. Basically, they injected a bacteria in him and, and he freaking breathed it out of his system. And then this. He can also do these crazy poses on high I'm, I'm high not services. afraid to die. <laughs> I'm afraid not to live fully. Dude! Fully what the hell? Deep. <laughs> and for that, any challenge. Nice. The amount of records he's broke in the world. I can't remember how many uh, Guinness World Records he holds. If I remember correctly from the book that I just read, it was 20. I thought it was like 22 or something like that. Something like that. So now imagine that power but applied to a parkour scenario as an athlete. What would happen? We're going to want to find out. And if we do, we'll follow up with an episode. Part, we'll part to this and we'll tell you the results. And yeah, dude, how crazy is Wim Hof? He's amazing. Anyway. Um, right there. Yeah. That's Papa Wim Hof. That's Papa Wim Hof right there. <laughs> all right, Rebels. That's all for today's task. To know when the next one is, check your at Rebel updates on Instagram. Spread the word of the hideout to others who you think can join this movement by sharing this any way you can. Show your hosts some love by liking, commenting, and rating this. And to show some extra love, write a review. The show notes are in the description. If you guys get lost along the way, don't hesitate to email us with questions or nudes at the hideout at soflowmvmnt.com. Check soflowmvmnt.com for merch and more. Plus, follow our other profiles here to keep up to date with whatever the fuck we're doing. We're Rebels of the Cause, signing off. Transmission complete. That is all today, Rebels. Report back to the hideout next week for your new task. Over and out. I want to be the Iceman! <laughs>